that this is the agenda and the plan and the focus of the enemy in general. That he comes to kill, that he comes to steal, that he comes to destroy. I am devoted podcast with your host Antoine. Yeah, podcast. Come on in. I'm devoted. say we are going to do something when we're you know putting our name on it our word on it we should follow through well what's up family uh it is a new year a new opportunity to gather and to look at a text together uh, surely i am glad to be here with you um listen I, i'm gonna be honest I, I had some time on the back side of the mountain and I enjoyed it, so it's been quiet on the I am devoted front. But uh, I'm excited that I get to open up uh, the word and we can, we can learn together and I can share from what the Lord has been sharing with me. And so I wanna talk about a specific subject today. I wanna talk about the subject of rejection. And to be honest with you, I'm probably gonna spend some time talking about this subject for the next couple of weeks. Um, but I do wanna lay some foundational groundwork. And um, I think it's going to be important. I think it'll be helpful. I think it will um, help aid us to make sure that we stay in the path and the place that God has for us. So in order to do that, let's look at Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. Here's what the Bible says. It says, Then God said, Let us make humankind in our image and after our likeness, so they may rule over the fish of the sea, and the birds of the air, over the cattle and over all the earth and over all the creatures that move on the earth. Um, if I were to continue reading, let's look at verse 27 as well. It says, God created humankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female, he created them. Listen, here's, here's what's interesting about this text. It lays for us this foundational truth that identity is important. I really want that to settle with you today. Identity is important. When God created man, he gave him identity, he gave him purpose, and he positioned man exactly where he wanted him to be. Now, as I'm saying the word man, I'm using that um, as a gender neutral term. Um, I mean both man and both female, both male and female, he created them. And so as a specific indication of what God desires, we see here in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, that he gave man the rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air and over the cattle and over all that creepeth on the earth, every creature that moved, he gave dominion to Adam and to Eve. Listen, uh, 
here's here's what's what's important for you to pull from that to know that you are made in God's image and God's likeness is to set you on the path and the plan that God has for your life when it is that you accept what God has said about you and what God has said over you, you're able to flow and move in what God has designed for you to do. Uh, God created us and God gifted us and God granted us a work to do that will bring honor and glory to his name. But in order to do it, we must be in a place of acceptance, standing on the firm truth and the, the knowledge of who he has called us to be, who he has said we will be and what he said we will do. But if we do not find ourselves in a place of submission under what God has said over us, what we'll then find ourselves doing is straying into paths that God never intended for us to walk down or to walk on. In, in all honesty, um, this is where the enemy plays. We, we, we hear even from John chapter 10 where the Bible tells us that the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Now it's important that I indicate to you that in that passage of scripture, it has a specific focus in context. But I do think the term or the idea of who the enemy is in that text also extends to the point that we can see that this is the agenda and the plan and the focus of the enemy in general. That he comes to kill, that he comes to steal, that he comes to destroy. He, he wants to destroy the purpose that God has placed on your life. He wants to kill your identity and even in some cases you. He, he wants to steal from you the work that God has placed in your life and on your life and the call that he has given you. And his purpose in doing this is to keep you from being the salt and the light of this earth. He wants to keep you from being the person who can, who can furnish and supply the work of God that will bring joy and peace and comfort and relief in this dark and decaying world. The enemy wants to rob you of your identity because if you're not standing in your identity, you cannot fulfill your purpose. This is his agenda. How does he, how does he accomplish this? Well, if we look at Genesis chapter one and we, we, we familiarize ourselves with the idea of what God has said about us. He's created us in his image and his likeness. But then as we migrate from Genesis chapter one all the way over to Genesis chapter three, we see that there's a problem. There's almost a conundrum here. God has given man instinct, uh, direct uh, instructions, and yet what happens is that man has strayed away from the path of God. Man is told to not eat of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Um, and yet here's what happens. Um, Eve is deceived. Adam partakes. Now there's a doorway that has opened. And this doorway allows for a demonic protocol an agenda, uh, in the agenda rather of the enemy to creep in. Let me say that again so that it is clear. That open door gives access to the enemy 
so that he can bring in a demonic protocol and agenda that will cause man to be off the uh, the path and the plan and the purpose of God. So what do we see after they partake of the tree of knowledge of good and evil? What we now see is they come into this, this realization that they will die, that sin has entered the world, that by the time we move to Genesis chapter 4, we have murder and we have death for the very first time. And this comes about because the authority and the position and the place that God gave Adam to stand in, he did not stand in it and he opened the door that allowed for the enemy to have access, gave the enemy authority to move in a way that God never intended for him to be able to move in. And so when it is that we disobey God, in essence, what we do is we sow seeds of rejection. We reject his will. We reject his plan. We reject his way. And when we reject God, then we also oftentimes experience rejection of our own. Now, it's important then that we believe what God has said about us so that we can stand firm in that place and know that there is nothing that can shake us. There is nothing that can disrupt us. There is nothing that can move us off the plan, will, and purpose of God. How do we do this? We accept the path, we accept the way, we accept what God has granted to us. Adam messed it up. It's it's a done deal. He messed it up. But now you have a choice as to whether you're going to walk in the path that Adam modeled before us, a path of disobedience, a path of rejection, or are you going to follow the second man, Adam, Christ, the one who learned obedience before the Father, the one who walked perfectly and upright before the Father, the one who walked in justice and righteousness and purity and peace before the Father, the one who says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man come to the Father except by me. Jesus is the door in which we have access to the Father. And as we have access to the Father, now we can stand in a place of authority and understand that he has said something over us. He has said something about us. He's prepared a work for us. And now we get the joy and the pleasure and the honor of walking that work out and working that work out so that it will be pleasing and honorable before the Lord and that we can hear ultimately the, the end goal that we should all be looking toward. To hear the Father say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. But we got to accept the fact that he says, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. So how does this apply even to your life? Maybe you're experiencing rejection because you feel as though um, you are not where you want to be. And you experience rejection because you are comparing yourself amongst yourself. The Bible tells us that's unwise. Maybe it's the case that you are experiencing rejection 
Because where you thought safety would come from, hurt and pain came from. The place that you thought was going to be a covering and a protection ended up not being that. Maybe, maybe it's the case that you experience rejection um, through, through dealing with a myriad of things. I can walk through a myriad of examples. But the ultimate idea is that God accepts you as who he has called you to be. And so you have to rise above where you are through placing faith and trust in what God has said about you and over you and pull off all this rejection stuff. It's a scheme, it's a plan, it's a protocol of the enemy. But as we spend more time together, we'll look at that together. Listen, I hope you were blessed by the time we spent together. I hope you got something that can carry you throughout the week. But listen, until next time, do this for me. Go in peace, family. I love you.